And I had this moment with the Holy Spirit and literally like in a clear way, he was like, (laughs) the goal is not to fulfill your potential, Chad. Uh, The goal is to live out your calling, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is, which is very um, comforting. Mm Welcome to the podcast. My name is Robert, sitting here with Chad, and today we're going to be talking about rest. Good old-fashioned rest. What does rest, Chad, have to do with following Jesus, have to do with enjoying your life, have to do with spirituality? What, what does rest have to do with any of that? Well, so this is called the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Mm-hmm. It's real hard to love anybody, whether it's God or people. When you're tired. That's right. Uh, Love requires energy. Love requires effort. Uh, Love requires sacrifice. And if you are burning the candle at both ends, you're not as bright as you think you are. That's Uh the old saying, right? Yep. Uh, and you have nothing left to give. And, and, and so the Bible teaches, and you, you did a good job talking about it here recently, the Bible teaches this rhythm of life. And this ebb and flow and the reality of seasons, all, all of that, there has to be moments where we give, where we empty ourselves mm-hmm. and where uh, we allow ourselves to be filled. Mm-hmm. And so uh, different context in the word rest, but today let's talk about how, how do we allow ourselves to be filled up again? We've poured out the cup. Mm-hmm. How do we allow the cup to be full again? Um, so that we might, we might pour ourselves out again. Yeah. So one of the things... That as you're talking, I'm thinking about, so I know you love biographies of, of people's lives and you, you read biographies of Winston Churchill or whoever and these, these I people do. and, and you read it and you go, okay, what, what can I learn from their life? What can I emulate? You know, if you, if you like their life, if they're a good guy, you know, in your paradigm and you're like, I, I want to be like this person, you go, okay, how did they live their life? What did they do? And how do I follow? How do I apply some of those things in my own life? Well, we have these four biographies of Jesus and in what biography do you read where it goes out of its way? And it's because these are short biographies comparatively to talk about him taking a nap. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, yeah. This is a noted part of Jesus that is like, where's Jesus? Oh, he's napping right now. So he modeled that. And it's so important that the disciples are like, hey, write that down so that 2,000 years from now, Chad and Robert know that Jesus took naps. <laughs> this is a part of his lifestyle. Uh, but it, 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 it is a part of his story. Yeah. That Jesus would be found napping. I, I saw a t-shirt that says, Jesus took naps, be like Jesus. <laughs> um, but it feels, even the reason that's a funny t-shirt, it feels so unspiritual. Oh yeah. It feels lazy. It does. Right. Especially in the uh, American mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, the American culture is not about enjoying your life. The American culture is about accomplishment. That's right. Achievement. Uh, there is this false God within our culture. I'll, I'll give the God a name, little G God. The false little G God that's most commonly accepted in our culture is the God of potential. Mm-hmm. You know, the worst thing you can die with is potential. Well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's, that's not the case. Um, let me just ask this question. When would you ever know that you've reached your full potential. Uh, that That is a, a game that never ends. Yeah. When you've won every award, when you've accom- you've been to every city in every country of the world, you've visited all those destinations, you've yeah. Yeah, accumulated 
every toy that there is, every, you know, then maybe then you'd be like, all right, I think I reached my potential. Yeah. So I got really convicted about that a few years ago. Um, cause I was like, I'm going to write books. I'm going to, I'm going to make movies. I'm going to, you know, whatever I, I got, I got all this, you know, hang on, hang on. I, I'm, a, I'm a, there's nothing wrong with writing a book. That's no, no, no. probably still going to happen. No, no, no. You're going to make movies. Is this like Michael Scott? Like you had well, some, some scripts you were writing, working on some fiction this, this fall, we'll have a little YouTube show come out called cigar preacher. So, okay. Just to put that bug in everybody's ear. Okay. So we're not talking like Quentin Tarantino making movies. Not yet. Talking, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll see where cigar, we'll see where cigar preacher goes, but I had all this stuff in my mind and I had in my mind that I was behind and I got to do it now. And I had this moment with the Holy Spirit and literally like in a clear way, he was like, (laughs) the goal is not to fulfill your potential, Chad. Uh, The goal is to live out your calling, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is, which is very um, comforting Mm -hmm. because there are some things in my life that I could do but God doesn't care whether I do that or not. But there are some things in my life that he's called me to do. And at, at the end of my life, when I stand before Jesus and I give an account with what I did with the mm-hmm. grace he'd given me, it's not going to be about my potential. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be about, about calling. And yet we see all these people running around, you know, we, we got to take our kids to every kind of practice because, yeah. you know, obviously they're going to be a major league baseball yeah. player or they're going to be a concert pianist or they're going to be what whatever. And, and maybe, but probably not, you know, there's this idea that we've got to fulfill our potential, that, that, that there's, there's no uh, limit to anything that we can have at all. And, and all that is killing us. It is. It's, um, it's the FOMO culture. That has infiltrated the fact that we the, have the what FOMO. What does fear, that mean? Fear of missing out. Sorry. Fear of missing out. I all like all that. the kids on the Insta know what I'm talking all about. All right. Well, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm an fear, old, fear old of white out. dude, so but, nobody likes me. I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> no, to your to your point of what, what you're saying, I think what's driving that is is we are in a comparison culture more than we've ever been in the history of mankind. We have social media, we have everything's on display. Oh yeah. And you start to compare and you go, Oh, well, this pastor's doing this. Yeah. Well, I could do I could do that. If he could do that, I could do that. You know, or, you know, this, if she could do that, I could do that. And we do this comparison thing. And then all of a sudden we think, oh, well, now I got to live up to potential, but it's not necessarily God's not calling you to do what that person has done. Well, well one of the things in the context of me talking about potential versus calling, one, one of my struggles and one of the things I learned is uh, comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. And what happened was I, I would see these guys who were to your point, cause you mentioned pastors and I would be like, I'm more talented than they are. Yeah. Why are they getting to do that? You know, I mean, I just a little window into my soul and you got all that going on. And the Holy spirit with me was like, dude, chill, mm-hmm. just do what I tell you to do. Yeah. Uh, just fulfill your calling and, and I'll, I'll take care of the, the, the rest. And so who knows what God's going to do, but that, that takes, that takes a lot of pressure off of me, that takes a lot of pressure off of us because at the end of the day, when God evaluates our lives, the question is going to be, did you obey me? That's right. It's not going to be, did you fulfill your potential? Uh, And I really do think it's a false little G American culture, God, that we need to stop worshiping Yeah. uh, and just worship the real God, uh, surrender ourselves to the rhythms that he's put in place. You mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, that rest is, is not a suggestion. It's a command in scripture. It's mm-hmm. one of the top 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in the 10 commandments. Um, and, and it would be good for a lot of us just, just to chill out. Yeah. Now I am all for other side of the coin. Yep. I am all for righteous ambition. Yep. I am all for when God tells you to do something, you, you work at it with all your heart. 
but there's got to be moments where, like Jesus, you take a nap. There's got to be yeah. moments for enjoying your life. And God is all about the ebb and flow and, and rhythm of our time here on this earth. Yeah, Proverbs is really clear on don't be the sluggard, don't be the lazy person, you don't work, you don't eat. You, you know, you see all this in in Proverbs and, and in wisdom literature in the Bible. Uh, but I, I think culturally, I think the message that most people need to hear is not, hey, you need to get to work. I think most people culturally, it's you need to slow down. Yeah. You're, you're doing way too much. I have a, a mentor um, who said this to me, and, and I, I think... The same guy said the same thing to you. He said, the advice I give to all young leaders, all young pastors is the same. You have no one to impress. You have nothing to prove. Yeah. And, and then uh, I, you, you added to that and only one to please. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's to the point of what you're saying of one day when we stand before God, was I chasing all this potential and doing the comparison thing? I could do more. I could do more. We could always do more? Am yeah. I doing the right things? Yeah. God's now, if, me to. if you're a 34 year old dude and you're living in your mom's basement or your grandma's basement, <laughs> and you're just mooching off of her, you need to grow up and get a job. So mm-hmm. that that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is, I think to your point, the norm in our culture is people just kind of working themselves to death. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just, just think about how we think about life. We spend 65 years losing our health. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to get wealthy, right? And then we spend the last 20 years of our life spending all of our wealth because we've lost our health in the process. Yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of how that works. It's the rat race. It's the, yeah, this, this well, ironic the, exchange that happens the, the to pro- everybody. Yeah, the problem is, is with the rat race is even if you win the race, you're still a rat, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, Katrina and I, my wife and I had this moment and the Lord had already been speaking to me about, about rest. And I've said this before, but it, it was a defining moment uh, in my life in, in this area. Um, it was a few years ago. She sat me down. She was very complimentary. She said, you know, you've built a great life for the boys and I thank you. And then she looked at me and said, why don't you come over here and enjoy it with us? Just like just a knife to the heart. Mm-hmm. And I may have even said this on a podcast recently. I don't know. But I've just been on this journey of what does it mean to enjoy your life? Because when I, I started, really prayed about it, think, but I didn't know how. Mm-hmm. I, I was so gripped with needing to prove myself mm-hmm. and so gripped with this potential idea that I, I really was uh, just kind of existing. I wasn't really living. And, and there was lots to show for it. You know, uh, but it just wasn't where God wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. So one of my goals out, out of that conversation, I'm like, okay, well, sweetheart, help me because I don't know how to enjoy my life. And she's like, you don't have any hobbies. Mm-hmm. She said, find a hobby. So I started experimenting, you know, so I, what, I just, just for the sake of entertainment here, what, what, what did you experiment with? Like, what did you think? Maybe this will be it. And it turned out it wasn't like to try golf. Did you try yeah, it, it, golf, and I, I may go back to golf at some point, but um, at least in that particular season of my life, I didn't have the patience for it. <laughs> I don't like to do things I'm not going to win at, so I'm like, I suck at this. It's going to take a really long time. Forget golf. That's the difference between me and you. I'm terrible at golf, and I love it. Yeah, I, I am. I do not love things I'm terrible at. <laughs> now, anything new, you got to embrace the stupid. Yeah. At, at the beginning, yeah. you know, any kid that's learning how to walk, they fall down a lot, and we encourage kids, and we make fun of adults. Yeah. But any anything new, you're going to fall down a lot. Golf just wasn't my my thing. Uh, I went to Montana, went on that fly fishing trip that you know about. I've talked about it to the church here and there. 
Uh, and I really liked it yeah. because you you cannot fly fish in a hurry. Yep. And the thing about uh, the Montana trip is I you know I got a guide right, so they're doing all the work. So it's they're one of these fixing the tangles in your line and all that. So oh, you're, you're not really working. No. Yeah. And and I'm I'm learning it, so I'm not great at it. But at the same time, I don't have to suffer through it because you got the guide. <laughs> so yeah. So I've been on this trip. Basically, they say, hey, just. I'm going to, I'm going to do all the rowing. There's going to be a fish right there. You put your line in right there and a fish is going to bite it and you do. And it does. And you're like, look at me. Yeah. I caught a fish. And it's like a monster trout. <laughs> and it's uh, like, no, you didn't do anything. You just did exactly what the guy told you. But anyhow, you yeah, enjoyed it. That was, that was what, five or six years ago. My first time to go since then I've become a little more proficient. Yes. And, and that's fun. I don't do it all the time. I, I usually do a couple of trips a year, but the trips, I'm not on my cell phone. Mm-hmm. I am off the grid. Mm-hmm. And, and that's great. Uh, I bought a motorcycle. There is no such thing as motorcycle safety. So let me just say that for the, the podcast, uh, mo- riding a motorcycle is about risk management. But I will, and I always wear a helmet, I will uh, usually in the middle of the week, if I'm like, I need to just decompress a little bit, mm-hmm. um, I'll kind of go off where, you know, there's no traffic yep. and I'll, I'll go for a ride for an hour or two. I call it wind therapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that, that, that helps me. Uh, you mentioned biographies sometime, you know, sitting in good weather and reading a good book, um, is good. I hike, I'm outside a lot. That helps a lot. And anytime I'm out of rhythm and I'm not doing anything like that, um, usually my wife notices it first, uh-huh. uh, and then she m- makes me aware, uh, that I haven't recharged in a while. She says, take a hike, Chad. Yeah. Um, in a nice way you, you cannot, here's, here's maybe what everybody needs to remember. If you don't remember anything else from this podcast, you cannot pour from an empty cup. And to love God and to love people is to pour yourself out. Mm -hmm. And so there's got to be this rhythm of filling and, and emptying. The reason we're talking about hobbies. So, so picture the word recreation in your mind. Um, What's the root word of the word recreation? Create. It's recreate. Mm -hmm. That's right. It's, it's like a refilling. It's a renewing. It's a recreation and, and you're, and your soul. Um, out of all people, I was uh, at a leadership event and they were interviewing uh, Colin Powell mm-hmm. and um, have a lot of respect for him in a lot of different ways. And uh, he talked about um, when, when he was in charge of, of so much in our, our nation that he would, he had these old cars in his garage and when he was feeling stressed out, he would just go out and work on those old cars. And he was like, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> he said, but I would tinker with it. And I just remember that word. Mm-hmm. He said, I would tinker with it. And I would watch videos and I would read books and I would just work on the car and it would get my mind off, off of mm-hmm. all that. A um, couple of years later, uh, same event. Uh, I remember uh, Condoleezza Rice and, and, and you know, they kind of worked together. And so I, I just remember that. And she talked about how she learned that from Colin Powell. And so she took up golf and just these real big L leaders mm-hmm. that um, learned how to recreate, learned, learned recreation. There were other leaders that talked about it, but those two uh, come to mind at the moment. But yeah, so I've, I've been learning how to do that. And what's amazing is... Um, when I spend time in those places of recreation, when it's time to work, I'm much better. Yeah. I mean, I get things done quickly. Yeah. There's a creativity. 
-hmm. that's there, that's not there when I'm worn out. Um, and things just happen. Yeah. Uh, and so I work a whole lot better and a whole lot, um, I'm more efficient when, when the cup is full. Yeah. There's the old, the old story metaphor analogy of, of two guys, you know, in the, the tree cutting competition and they're both, you know, going yeah. and they're chopping down trees, chopping tra- down trees. And one guy keeps on stopping and leaving and coming back. The other guy just keeps chopping, chopping. I can't believe this guy's so lazy walking away. And, and at the end, the other guy cut down way more trees. It's like, well, how did you do that? He kept stopping and leaving. He's like, I kept going and sharpening the ax. Yeah. And, and that's what recreation is. It's sharpening the ax. So when you do come back, you're more effective, you're more efficient. You're not just kind of glazed over like your mind's in a fog. You, you can actually focus by doing that. That's how God's designed it. Um, I, I want us to go back to something that, that we talked about, just because I think it's really important for people um, who are listening to, to maybe identify the difference. How, how do I, how do we, how does somebody identify the difference between potential and calling? Yeah. How do I know this is calling versus this is just comparison drive? I think I can. I'm, I'm chasing the God of potential, whatever. How, how do I know the difference between the two? I think you've got to ask yourself. So so in this podcast, just again, context, we're talking about rest, but we're talking about in the realm of recreation and filling your soul. Mm-hmm. So even though we talk about Jesus and naps, we're not talking about naps. We're talking about what what fuels you and fills you. Um, the difference between potential and, and calling is, is, is this question. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Why am I so driven to do what I'm doing? Is it about obeying God? Is it about what he's asked me to do? Or is it about impressing others? Mm-hmm. Is it about, you said it earlier, uh, proving myself uh, to my parents, my friends, um, proving myself to myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it? What's it really about? I, I think you've got to ask the big why question. Why am I doing what I'm what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a question we've all got to ask ourselves. Um, calling is something that you enjoy. Calling is something that God made you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody asked me the other day, "Hey, man." If you like won the lottery, would would you keep working at Sun Valley? And my answer was yes, but it might look a little different. (laughs) And he's like, what do you mean? And I go, well, first of all, I'd be a volunteer, right? So I'd I'd be hopefully a high capacity volunteer at at Sun Valley. Um, I said on on Mondays, that's when I do sermons. Uh, I would still do Mondays because I would preach for free for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. If I had all the money in the world, I'd still preach. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd give most of it away too. That's a sidebar. But it, I, I just have to preach. I, I love that. That's what I was made to do. That's right. Yeah. Uh, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I, I'm like the leader of the organization, right? Because there's an element of that and we're a big church and I kind of got a little CEO thing going on that I have to deal with. If that doesn't sound spiritual, please get over it. Just understand the size of our organization and 200 employees and all that. Uh, that is work for me. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy it. I, I love our staff. Um, but for any of you who lead any kind of organization or business, you know that personnel is challenging. And so Tuesdays and Wednesdays for me are problem days, mm-hmm. right? And then on Thursdays, uh, I try to do some coaching and mentoring and uh, in the church, outside the church. And I, and I try to think big kingdom things on, on Thursdays. So Mondays and Thursdays I would do for free for the rest of my life, <laughs> right? Your weekends would be Tuesdays and Wednesdays is what y- I hear you y- say. Yeah, but Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and, and those days are 12-hour days usually for 
from me. Um, you know, I got to get paid for those, those days because mm-hmm. that's that's a job, that's a job, and and everything in life is kind of like that. But when you're living in the in the context of calling, you you like it, mm-hmm. you, you want to do it, and, and and you're not even though at times it's challenging or whatever, um, you're kind of made to do it and you enjoy it. Yeah, it's it's not this. Um, I've got to do this. I've got to prove this. You know. Um, when I get to the top of this hill, I'll finally be happy. If you're having those kinds of thoughts, that's probably not in the realm of calling. That's mm-hmm. in the realm of what's, what's my potential. Here's what I've learned. Just because I can do it doesn't mean I should. Yeah. Um, okay. So every once in a while in a sermon, if you're a Sun Valley person, you know this. If you're not, maybe you don't. I like to sing. Uh, I actually <laughs> used to get paid to sing. Um, I can sing. That's why my voice is gravelly. I wore it out when I was, I was younger, but, um, I don't do that very much. I mean, if you were like, Chad, if you had a hobby, what would you do? And I'm like, my wife and I, she'd get more proficient on her guitar and we'd be like the little group in the corner at restaurants singing (laughs) songs and you come put the, you know, the tip in the hat. I love that, but that's not what I'm called to do. Yeah. So just because I can sing a little bit doesn't mean that I should, right? Like that's not my main thing. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a bunch of things I can do. It's just not what God's called and asked me to do. Yeah. That's one little goofy example, but no, I love, I love the picture. Of, I'm of, a frustrated rock star. That's, that's, I understand. That's what I just said. I understand. No, I, I, <laughs> I see, I see that frustrated rock star come out once in a while. The, uh, when, when you talked about calling, I, I think again, to go back to the why, to go back to just the importance of who, who's on the other end of that line, who is it that's calling you to do that? Is it this invisible group of people that you're trying to impress who you don't actually know? That's potential. Is it yourself? Is it your own, like, I got to prove myself? Or is it Almighty God saying, Chad, whoever's listening, I, I've, I've wired you a certain way. I've gifted you a certain way. And, and there's work to be done. God prepares work in advance for us to do. That, that's in Ephesians. Uh, he's prepared it for us. That's our calling. Yeah. What has God wired you for? Yeah, that's good. The other side of calling, because we're talking about obedience. Mm-hmm is sometimes God calls you to do something hard. Mm -hmm. Um, But by and large, because God's asked me to do things I didn't want to do. Right. Um, Even, even what I said a moment ago, you know, well, I kind of, it's, it feels like work on Tuesday and Wednesdays. Right. But Monday and Thursdays, it doesn't feel like work. Um, Even though I'm working the whole time. Um, Sometimes God will call you to do something hard. So it's not always if I enjoy it, Mm -hmm. right? What we're talking about here, just to reiterate the context of this conversation, is why are you so driven to do what you do? Yeah. Is it because you want to obey God and you want to do what he's asking you to do in your life? Or are you trying to prove something to somebody? Yeah. Um, And that's a really important question. But we've got to have those moments where we rest, where we recreate. Yep. Um, God wants you to enjoy your life. And so in this series, we're talking about how. That's great. All right. If you guys enjoyed this, like it, share it. Uh, We'll continue the conversation next week on the podcast, talking about how to enjoy your life. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.